You're listening to the RSL Random Fan Podcast, the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of soccer knowledge and experience, even for those who have never played the game. Your hosts are lead instigator and Real Salt Lake fan from the beginning, Brant Goebel, Major League Soccer OG and national team lover, Tyler Thomas, and the kid who keeps them all in line and the only one with any fashion sense whatsoever, Brennan Goebel. On the podcast, they share their random thoughts after every Real Salt Lake match, win or lose. Besides team and game commentary, they work to bring you the highest quality Real Salt Lake and soccer community content. Content that includes interviews with Real Salt Lake insiders, current and former players, and random fans just like you. They also talk soccer from around the world, from the U.S. men's national team to little clubs like Manchester United, Arsenal, and my personal favorite, Tottenham, and the behemoth that is Crawley Town FC. Enjoy this episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. All right. We're back. What's your favorite island in the Caribbean? <laughs> my I, Are we I, too far off track already? <laughs> we just started! All right. So. I prefer the Caribbean. I, I don't know. The, from the Caribbean? I think the Caribbean is a lot better. Really? In mm-hmm. the Caribbean. Where are your pirates from? Uh, they're from the, uh, the from Cyprus. Oh, okay. my pirates are from Cyprus. <laughs> you would. Um, P. Yeah, I never know how to say that. Caribbean, Caribbean, just depends on what you're doing. So that's where we wish we were. But we're not. We're here in cold Utah. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do a review. We're gonna break down and give you our thoughts. We're not experts, but we're going to do the eye test because that's what everyone does. We'll throw in some stats <clears throat> just to kind of mix it up. Try to keep it real as possible. Try not to be too biased. Yeah, try to validate our opinion. That's, it's strictly that's really mainly it, just yeah. our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. We just... Okay, let's say it like it is. There you we'll go. see mm-hmm. who agrees with us, who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, we're that's, not going to see that either because nobody talks to us. That's the so fun about it. So it's just us. Really? That's the body you order. Talk to other that's people? the body order. I don't talk to the fans. Oh, no? You're no, too... I call them family. You know, <laughs> twenty thousand of my closest family members all show up to the game every week. Pretty much. Yeah, all right, so we're going to go over our thoughts, break down. We're going to start with the defense at the back, the goalkeepers and the back line, and those that are listed as a defender. So to be clear, we are going to include. Amaka Anelli in the back line because we think he's a right back. And there's also well, Kevin Lambert and Moses. Moses yeah. Whatever they were. Diamond. If, yeah. if they had a D next to their name, we're going to chat about them tonight. Yep. So, thoughts on the goalkeeper. So, we'll start with Tomas Gomez. I still don't think he's real because he's never actually played in an MLS game yet. He's real enough yeah. that they re-signed him. They did? Yeah. Okay. What is he playing? He must be is a he good Monarchs? teammate. Yeah, he has played some Monarchs games. He also played a couple of Open Cup games. He's 30 years old, which, you know. That's, he's like 18 for goalies. Yeah, it's young for a goalie. Um, he's like the he's like Zach McMath's buddy from high school. No, I'm just kidding. No, McMath started off in, the, in MLS. He started young, young, young. He's been in the league for a very long time. And Tomas Gomez is like in his third year, and he's 30. So, you know, everybody goes different routes to get to where they are. 
Um, and Zach McMath, uh, I think, uh, is the clear starter. and Especially later half in the season. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Really solidified himself. Before we jump into that obvious conversation. Are we going to pick up that cookie that you just dropped? Did I drop it? I, I thought I dropped it. <laughs> you can't you see it behind you. Is it eating during our podcast? <laughs> the roster decisions. They're gluten-free. The yeah. They're great. The roster decisions at the end of the season. Yeah. Out of contract, Caldwell and Musovsky, yeah. who ain't coming back. No. I talked to Moose at the Jazz game, and he shook his head no when I said, dude, does it look like you're even going to be considered? And he shook his head sideways. And I was like, dude, that sucks. So when you guys were doing that one podcast and you said, Tyler's at the jazz game, now you know why I was at the jazz game. I was hunting down Moose to... Didn't even know it was season. Let's see, Moose season. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What, I, I've never shot anything in my life, so I'm not a hunter or anything, but sounds fun. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he he's out. He's done. And it's not ownership because clearly he was at the jazz game. So it doesn't sound like it was ownership. He said he didn't have any issues with Pablo. But Pablo <clears throat> did say a couple times, like, attitude matters a lot. And if you're in a spot like Moose was where he feels like he was underpaid and they feel like he was overpaid, he's just he's just in a tough spot. So hard to keep your attitude great if – those are the circumstances. So I don't know. I don't know how that all went out, and maybe someday we'll know. But today we don't. Yeah, it sounds like a huge disconnect between somewhere because Pablo said he, he kept really saying liked. front office. Well, the way when I was walking past him, Elliot and him were having a conversation when we were outside. He was Elliot was kind of like, "Why would you like conduct yourself in that way?" In that whole situation. So I think they just didn't get over that situation and how he acted. And he didn't have the performances to really give them a reason, like, not to. You yeah, know what I mean? When he came back. Yeah. So I think I think it's a it's a mixture of everything. They kind of just want to be like, hey, go do you somewhere else. Clean start. Yeah. And and the, the, the good side of that is, you know, clean start somewhere else for him. That's great. And for us, like, let's go get somebody. And maybe that's the plan all along, is we're trying to find somebody to team up with somebody else up top. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, hopefully, we just said we're going to talk we about for that. goalies and all. We're talking about this offense. We're getting there. I wanted to get to the roster decisions because um, to make sure we know where we're at. Caldwell did not get. He's out of contract. They did not pick him up. Musafsi's yep. gone. Options declined. Benitez, and uh, he's a, a young player. I think he's the one that they said goodbye to him. Away. Yeah, his, his dad passed away, and they kept him around for a little bit. So hopefully things work out for him. And Demir Krylock did not pick up his option, which was juicy. His juicy option was a mill something, one point six five. Yeah, juicy. So. But they are working. They're talking. All the rumors are that they're going to bring him back in some capacity, Just probably oh. for much less. Not at one point six mil. Not at that. And Makes sense. But you never know. He could sign with the New England Revolution, jerks. Sorry, Bobby Wood flashbacks there. <laughs> and then also, options exercised. Chang, Anelli, Chang, T. Gomez, which you mentioned, the uh, the ghost of goalies past who we've never seen. In Don't even know who he's this. 
Uh, but he's been on the sideline. He just never has appeared in an MLS game. Bodie Hidalgo, Jasper Lofferson, Oviedo, and Ruiz all had their options exercised. And then guaranteed, that were, players are already guaranteed, Arango, Beavers, Brody, Farnsworth, the other Gomez, who Andres, does exist. He is real. Holt, <laughs> Jacquesun, Julio, Kai, Lambert, Luna, McMath, Ojedo, Orozco, Palacio, Pierre, Paul, Pierre, Rivera. Wait, Paul, Pierre, or Pierre, Paul? Both of them. Paul, Pierre? All of them. The, the guy All that does sacks for the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, no, the no, one no. with two pa- fingers. No, Elijah, <laughs> Paul, and Delance, Pierre. Okay, got it. Sorry. And Carry then on. Rubin, Saverino, Silva, Vera, and Wellings. And then they're working on the uh, maybe in perhaps another loan option with Moses Nyman. So those were the the options that they did after the season. Nice. So now we know where we're at. As yep. of November 16th, right? That's what that article yep, that said. that was when that. they came out. All right. So goalkeepers. In alphabetical order. Beavers. <laughs> Gomez and McMath. So, what? Obviously, we'll we'll start at the bottom, right? We'll start at the bottom. So, I think of these three guys. I think Gomez has some um, solid chops. He had good games in at the Monarchs, and he, when he played for us in the Open Cup, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. So, good on him, but. He's not our long-term solution. He's kind of our emergency keeper, right? For mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because everyone is expecting Beavers to be the the guy that's going to the come number up. two. Yeah, the number two. And who knows? Maybe they're going to get rolling out as the number one, but I don't think so next year. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> but they also have several other young players that they think really highly of in playing for. The monarchs. So, why, why keep Gomez around? Insurance policy. Well, yeah, you need to have three. I mean, having two with the monarchs and heavy rotation. Gomez is kind of that that training buddy. And I guess the answer <clears throat> is eighty five thousand. There you go. Four hundred forty four dollars, which is his salary, which is um, on our list. There's a couple people lower, but not on the goalkeeper list. I mean, Beavers is set to make ninety one thousand next year, and Gomez is eighty five. And it, you know, to sit on the sideline and train with the team and get do all free stuff, stuff, you know, the free right. jackets, free uh, shorts, jerseys, and I mean, you can't find those shorts. Socks. Someone has to wave the towels. Yeah, you get free vacations because you get to fly in all your own over private plane. miles mileage. You, you get know? to go to Houston. Do they get miles? Do they, they get miles? I don't know if they get miles. Do they all fly Delta? Well, they they yeah. charter through Delta. I don't know. Do they, they give them miles? Them. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Inquiring minds want to we, know. We better yeah. start asking these Absolutely. tough questions. You guys. Yeah, yeah. We got to get in there and ask. Slacking. Yeah, slacking. So, who sits in first class? Well, it's all you know first I mean? class and charter. It's all first class. And charter, it's all first class. Well, it's all it's charter. How can it not? How can it be? Well, because the plane's not like a private plane. It's just a. I think there are specific. charter planes designed for chartering. Oh, like a specific one that has the fancy stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It looked cool. like a normal plane on the outside, so that's what I was like, who's who's getting seniority on the extra space? Who's flying in coach? You know what I mean? I guess it all depends on 
Yeah, I think Olave got it whenever he was there because <laughs> he was the biggest dude. And yeah. I think it kind of goes like that. You know what I mean? The big the center backs kind of take it. Yeah, Pablo and his, the universe deciding where people sit. Probably. And then, like, <laughs> only the people in first class get to have free drinks. And... <clears throat> All the rookies in the back, right? That would be so funny. Anyways. So looking at the stats, Zach McMath during the year, 28 matches played, started 28, 2,475 minutes and then Fevers, seven matches played, six starts, five hundred and eighty-five minutes. Now and let's 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 talk let's talk about Beavers. His starts. How did those games go? There were a couple games where he was the difference in the game in a negative way. Uh Atlanta? Yep. I and agree with Atlanta. There was another one too. Can't remember which one it was. But he swiped at the ball like he thought he had it you know what i mean he, mm-hmm. he went for it i think it was minnesota it was minnesota yeah they scored two oh, goals fairly easily home. on him at home yeah that's yeah. right and then yeah. we came back and tied it two two which but if we don't give up those first <clears throat> two, two goals, goals they were in a whole second half way His easier. goals against average 2.15 which is not very good not great zach mcmass especially over seven games yeah mm-hmm. he gave up uh 14 plus goals 14 goals, and he started six games, appeared in seven, and then McMath was 1.3 goals per game, which still is not... Where do you think goalies... It's dramatically better, though, and it's a sizable difference between the two. That's honestly a pretty good number based on how how weak our defense was for a good chunk of the season. Because you can't always say that the goalie is the difference maker because a lot of the times the goalie can't do anything, especially when they're shooting from the top of the box with a clear line of sight. I yeah, mean, that's too exactly. tough. And, and if the defenders <clears throat> are doing enough to push them so that they're getting shots but they're difficult shots, then it makes goalkeeping so much easier. So yeah. it's really a combo meal, right? It's I agree. the fries to the burger. Well, also, I think I think they see a lot more promise in Beavers because he's younger, but then also he has more of a reach because McMath is not really a leaper. You know, he doesn't he doesn't like to get <laughs> no. stretched out horizontal, right. uh-huh. and Beavers is closer to that. But I McMath mean, does love to stay on his line mm-hmm. until he comes out with his feet and plays it to the top of the box. <laughs> and that guy is stone like, cold for penalty uh, kicks. Yeah, that was it. Was really impressive those last two rounds of penalty kicks. Really impressed with that guy. Yeah, he did well. He guessed quite. A, he he guessed correctly several times, and he was fingertips away from really saving Moose's skin. Being oh, that's another thing. Yeah. Moose is probably gone because of his penalty kick. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah, we talked about well, that at the, in our last podcast. It would, wouldn't wouldn't be the last guy. <laughs> I think that, that was just that, compounding yeah. on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, we gave you the shot. You I, took it. And it hit the post and went right to Clark. Yeah. I wonder if there's some friction between Pablo and Elliot Fall. Really? Because Pablo really liked Moose, and as soon as he came back, he threw him in the lineup. He did. And he then, started the next game back. Ooh. And then also late in the game puts him in instead of Demir. And, and remember, Tyler's trying to start the rumor that they didn't want to put Demir in because that would kick in his automatic extension. Yeah, I didn't didn't read his uh, contract or anything. <laughs> but it was a rumor floated to me. Speculation, speculation. Pure speculation, <laughs> yes. So that was interesting. So I think it's pretty apparent that unless something happens, McMath's Zach our guy? McMath 
has to be the starter next year unless you go out and find somebody better. Uh, I don't think that's what we're aiming for. I think we're satisfied. Well, I think what happened was a lot of guys around the league, Yagasolina um, um, and a couple other guys around the league, got moves to Europe as young goalkeepers. And I think Real Salt Lake saw that and saw the dollar signs and said, let's play the kid. He's, he's not going to be a big drop-off from Zach. He'll be, he'll be you know, formidable, and uh, we'll get him a couple games, and then we'll get him to sign in Europe. We'll keep Zach around. We'll keep Gomez around. We'll see what happens. But then uh, Beavers just didn't grab the spot. I think we've kind of gone over that a few times here and there, but it's a, it's not like the the moment was too big for him, but he just he just didn't play all that well. And I remember halfway or more through the season, maybe three quarters of the way through the season, we were saying we haven't had a goalkeeper save like save a game for us, save points for us. We felt like all season mm-hmm. up to that point. Now McMath came on strong at the end, and there were a couple games where he did make that difference. And I think because of that, it's going to be few and far between where where Beavers gets games next year. Maybe on the back-to-backs on the Wednesday nights he'll get some or, you know, <clears throat> yeah, kind of a thing. But Yeah, and me personally, US Open Cup maybe. if you're asking me, I, th- I, would, I'm just asking stick you. With, I would just stick with McMath. Well, yeah. Unless you're going to go out solid. and pay money and get a DP-style goalkeeper, which... Which oh, you're saying unless it's like a humongous initiative, we just roll with what we have. Yeah, unless yeah. we go out and get, you know, Tim and bring him back to the states. And no, and I don't think they did Zach any favors by throwing in the kid either on him. Yeah, no, as I mean, it turned out during the season, the the back line um, was the weak spot, mm-hmm. and going into the season, we thought it might be the midfield. And it turns out it was we were stunned. I think everybody was surprised the way this defense played. Mm-hmm. And going back to the goals against one point three one for a negative two goal differential for McMath. McMath um, for the whole t- for the season for the RSL. That's, that's not good. bad. But <clears throat> you want that down closer to one, yeah. or I guess you wanted it zero. Yeah, but let's, <laughs> come on. But that's a team effort. Um, so um, Beavers one to ten, ten being. But substantially. Wait, sorry, before we do that, just real quick, uh, McMath drafted first overall or fifth overall round one, um, Philadelphia Union in the 2011 MLS draft. So dude's old in the league, even though he's only what 32. Dude, that's like so, super old. I mean, he's been in the league since 2011. Think about that. He's popped around to a few different teams, Colorado, started at Philly, and now he's really coming into his own at 32 uh, and 114 days as of this podcast. Which which is prime goalie age, right? Yeah. 28 to 36, is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit longer. Yeah, sure. it's, it's more of a mental game for the goalie side. And they last sure. a little longer than midfielders. <clears throat> And, and I also read an article that um, said, you know, who the who has the most stress in a soccer game? Most stress? The goalkeeper's mom. 
<laughs> like goalkeepers. So, Brent, what, let's go back to that. Uh, so, Beavers, one out of ten. What do you guys give them? For I, the entire year, you got to sum it all up into a number. Up, I, I ten, would ten being like awesome keeper for sure, like like value wise or just like performance wise. Performance or both. Total. Both everything total. wrapped up. Okay, the whole thing. Total package. Gotcha. For me, I give Beavers a five. A five. Okay, I think he's underpaid uh, for. But he's also seventeen or eighteen years old. Yeah. So he's kind of overpaid. Well, I think if you figured <laughs> not all a lot in, of nineteen-year-olds making ninety-one thousand a year. Yeah, I, I fair. Figured in, he's going to be a value, mm-hmm. a young player. But mm-hmm. so we're not talking about his promise. I'm just saying no, no. For, for this what year, what he brought this season, a five. I would give him a five. Even I've, adding in the value, I think that he had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. He wasn't ready. It's probably a good way to get his feet wet. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he'll do when in, when opportunities come up, but. It was all there for him, and I, I'd give him a five. I'd say that's kind of like middle of the road. wasn't great, wasn't bad, but it was nothing to write home about. But it was a great experience for him. I I, I like that. Um, I think maybe five and a half because of the potential. If we add in his potential, you know, and the excitement around that, maybe go to a five point five or a six, um, just based on that. I agree. Five point five. And honestly, I feel like um, the times that he was on the field, McMath wasn't doing very well. And I think the team didn't help out Beavers very much. But at the same time, the things that he messed up on were totally his mess-ups. You know, it was yeah. an unforced error on his count. Not Poor the team. Clarence swinging a miss. And it so. turns out the team didn't help either of them for most of the season. Absolutely. And I think that's something to be said about how McMath kind of turned it around for us. Um, so McMath, what are you guys doing? Go ahead, Tyler. So I, I I put McMath at a seven, um, and because he's solid, consistent, patient, disciplined, but most of the year did not make the, any spectacular saves. Um, down the stretch, he was definitely upgraded to a seven mm-hmm. from maybe a six, six and a half. Um, but maybe seven and a half on the high side, but right in that seven ish range for me, solid hasn't made a lot of mistakes, which plagued him early in his career. He really did. He was mistake prone. He would just drop the ball in the net sometimes, you know, and he did that a couple times in his first year with us. And he, those pretty much are gone. He didn't have any just and glad moments, you know, from where he just kicked it to the other team in front of the goal. But, you know, all that being said, I, I think Zach, at, and he's not being paid a ridiculous amount, three fifty, right? 350000 prime of his career. As a goalkeeper, that's not a high number. So if you factor that in, I think that's about right, seven. Seven and a half? Yeah. Right I, I put seven and a half, sorry. Okay, that's no, saying. that's good. <clears throat> I was going to go 7.5. Perfect. And I give him 7.5 because I thought over the course of the season – when the rubber hit the road, he sat the kid down, mm-hmm. right? He let him. He was a professional. Yep. He didn't uh, go on strike because he, he didn't were sit getting, out. Didn't sit out because <laughs> uh, for the whatever kid got reason, because the kid got game. He was 
an ultimate professional. And I think he's rounding into form. I think you could see it in the playoffs. The guy wants to be here. He wants to be a leader, and he acted like it. And like I said, going back, looking at the looking at the salaries, mm-hmm. $350,000. There's what? Barely, there's less than $600,000 invested in the keepers for Real Salt Lake. That's not a, that's a pretty good value for um, what we were, were getting. So unless you're going to come in and find somebody that's going to be eight, nine hundred thousand dollars, and it's going to be. But most MLS, who's who's being paid that much in MLS as a goalkeeper? I don't know. We'd have to look. But the point is, if you're going, you'd have to bring in someone at that level Mm -hmm. to replace. Yeah, like that guy from Portland. He makes four sixty. Odzagzalik, that guy. And then uh, Daniel from uh, San Jose Earthquakes makes four hundred thousand. So just comparing those two, and McMath's better than both of them. So we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Good bang for a buck. Good goalkeepers. So I, I think when it comes to our goalkeeper situation, it's it's a pretty good value, and I think we're set up. I don't know if our backups are as good as our starter, and we don't have the best starter in the league. Although he, maybe he could be, he could be getting into that form. We'll see next season. Yeah, if he if he dials it in like he did and plays that consistent in next year, he's an eight. I agree with that. And it also comes down to the rest of the defense. Yeah, for if sure. RSL isn't going to improve their defense, and we're going to rely on the same. Yeah, we'll, keeper we'll, group. We'll definitely that yeah. could play a big factor in how we perceive the keepers on this team. Well, good segue. Let's talk about the D. All right, should we start with center backs <clears throat> since that's my favorite position? Really, I did not know that. Is that <laughs> well, let's know, do let's do this... let's do fullbacks because that's my favorite position, the one that's okay. more important. Okay, I'm um, just kidding. No, uh, let's start with the yeah, center backs. Well, let's let's start with our main guy, our Justin main guy, Glad, Justin yeah. Glad, homegrown, our boy, uh, Academy. I don't know if been you're... here the whole time, his whole career, never left. Real Salt Lake, don't um, leave, never leave. John Stockton it up, dude. Stay here your whole life. Do it. Play for the dream team. Um, a whopping $725,000. Um, and Justin it looks like an e. he's getting all the way up to a nine hundred and five Next year. Nice Next bonus. year in comps. No, no, that's, that's just in comps, right? That's his guaranteed salary this year. Guaranteed salary. So he's getting a fat check at the end of the year, huh? With his incentives and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I got to become friends with that guy, man. I'm just like, hey, man, I got some bills. Can we just like play <laughs> some, some can, bills? Can we play some FIFA and then you can help me out? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to uh, sucker him on FIFA or something. Oh, no. He'd probably take my butt in FIFA, dude. Instead of pull a shark or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was one game I did not play. So for the season, Justin Glad did lead the team in minutes played. Mm-hmm. 2,714 minutes. We did not have an Ironman. No. Last season we did. Glad. Yeah. Or, uh, First and only McMath. Iron Man. Second Ever. Yeah. Ever. So uh, thoughts Glad on. Glad did play in 32 so, matches. That's a lot. Tallied 27, you said? 2,700 minutes? Yep, 2,700 minutes. And went the full 90 30 times. That's incredible. That's Especially for how much we used him uh, being the backbone. I, I feel that only having essentially four issues Throughout all those games, 
seems to me be a, a small issue overall when you think about it. But at the same time, our expectation is just on a different level for him because of his performances year over year. So I feel like personally for him, that this year is actually a low, but overall, realistically, it's not. Do you concur? Yeah, he also scored five goals this year, which... Oh, love the dances. Right? I mean, and no assists, which you would expect. Uh, seven yellow cards, which is good. He kept that in check. But the one red card he did get was like in the first oh. minute of the game. <laughs> That's <laughs> that yeah. blew that game out of the park. Like I get like the late red card where you're tracking back and you just got to, you know, guy is in behind you. You just grab him or whatever. But man, first minute red. That was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Thoughts on why to keep him? Um, his- um, I think if you look at his career throughout the whole thing, what he can still bring, there's no reason why we should get rid of him. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, if you had, if you were pissed off about him messing up, or you know, you think he's done, it's it's not realistic in in all like considering everything. It would be really dumb for us to give up such a an important part of our back line. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. He's not super physical. That's the only downside. Is he? He doesn't push people off the but ball. But he doesn't get bullied. He's and he's still fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the perfect pairing for Vera and Silva. I mean, if Silva comes back, he's wicked fast. He's wicked, wicked fast. fast. And I think part of the reason we play a certain way we play is based off of his capabilities. Yep. Um, him and McMath work really, really well together. Yeah. So. So your thoughts on. On rating him, if we're use if we're going to use one through ten, ten being Olave <laughs> at his prime. <laughs> um, I think for this year, I would honestly, I would give him a seven point five, and that's not reflecting on what he, like his capabilities, all that stuff. I think his overall performance for the entire year is a seven point five. I think the gravity of the red card is a huge one. Uh, the mishap in the um, was it League's Cup or Open Cup? Yeah, that mishap, a Monterey, Monterey. Um, the other game where he passed it. Yeah, Bolonga took it Bolonga. off his foot. That one game. Yeah, yeah, I think like, the gravity of that changed it because I think he would have probably gotten a nine out of ten if he ironed out all those issues. Yeah, yeah, I'd drop him to about an eight. Um, but he's such he's our MVP right now. I agree. You know, so I'm changing mine to eight. Did I say seven point five? I think I said seven point five. Yeah. Ooh, frog face. What's what's uh yeah, let's hear it, frog face. Let's hear it. Six point five. Whoa! Whoa! He's Stirring not coming up to the your birthday. Pot. I I like Justin Glad. I don't think this is a season he'd want to write home about. I think it's a transitional season. What is he coming out as a woman? No. What do you no. mean? No, no, no. Oh, okay. He can be whatever he wants. But um he said he was a transition. He said, I heard trans too. Yeah, whatever. Lowest Anyways. common denominator. <laughs> Our humor needs to be top shelf. 
It needs to be. We need to do better. Do, do better. better. It needs to be a little more thought. You have to make people think about it, and then they go, Ah, oh, I get that. I get that uh, musical yeah. reference from the eighties. Yeah. See, that's the problem, though. Your guys' reference is so old <laughs> that it's hard because it. the, the people that homework. do know are gonna. It's gonna be like two weeks later. Be like, Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Homework. All right. Do so transitional year, you said. I think he got to a point where soccer, it didn't feel like he was focused. Ooh. Mm. And I think he struggled this year with, uh, and this is this is the universe talking to me, and I just paying attention and looking at him. I don't know that this soccer was number one on his mind. Mm. He played like it wasn't. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, because he's transitioning. Yeah, he's trying. It was like so what? Has he peaked? Has he plateaued? Has he been here too long? Does so he the need second something half new? Of his career? Does he want to? Does he want okay, to go on front to Europe? Okay, to counter your point, how many different line changes did Glad have to go through this entire season? That's that's a good compared point. to last season, but I don't think he handled it well. That, well, that I, I mean, right, 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 those right. are both good points. But <laughs> the way really... the way that Pablo ran the club this season, I feel like it gave a lot of issue to somebody who is normally like steadfast, really clean. And, and I can't, I can't. And coming I can't. into the season, the expectation was that he was going to play with Marcelo Silva probably the majority of the time. Yeah, and if not, it was going to be Holt. And that didn't really happen. He had to adjust to Vera, who's a totally different can. Ooh, Eisen, Eisen, uh, right? Fire, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Vera water. is is not going to be Holt. They're very, very different. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to later, but okay, a well, lot for fair, him to do. Fair said. So you say about a six, six point five. I, six point five. I think he could have had a a better season. And he is the captain. Was a captain a lot of the time, but there was just something off. Yeah, and maybe it's an indictment that we didn't cut um, Silva enough slack for what he did last season because Silva had his best season at RSL last yeah. year, and him not being around kind of exposed the back line. So, and our depth at center back, especially depth at center back. <laughs> so I really, I'm really curious. I think for me, the back line is a huge question mark. So let's. So you guys are more in the eight for for Justin Glad, and I'm six point five, and I think I'm more a six point five on, you know, some of the the mental side, of the of what I saw him, how he was playing. There was just something off, and I didn't think that uh, yeah, he, he had the season. I right. thought he had the season he wanted. Yeah, so, I'm sure he won't look back at the season and be like, "That was my best season ever." But I think he what is looking for. There was rumors after that. Last season, he wanted to move on. Mm-hmm. I remember those. He wants to go to Europe. Maybe he wants to go to a larger club. Maybe he's, he's thinking, I guess I'm at Real Salt Lake. This is it. This is all there is. He's Michael Scott. Well, he I, did I'm say gonna, that he's I very was comfortable. Born here. I was raised here, and I'm going to die here. Well, that's the thing. When you're a center back, though, and you go somewhere else, they really have Where to kind of like you. Where else did you go? What's that? Kearns. Oh, okay. He went to Kearns. <laughs> I did go to Kearns. How did you know that? That's the weirdest thing you've ever said. But not for very long. Anyway, uh, but you can slide in as a center back and, and perform well. 
But if you don't have the trust of your coaches and things start going south, the the easiest person to blame is the center back, right? They they run around the whole game. They've got stuff out there. They're the last person to get a shot at it before they kick it at the goalie, right? Like a lot of blame gets placed on center backs when goals go in. Oh, that guy out jumped him, you know, stuff like this that just is difficult. But if you're slotted in with a partner and the partnership is good and you're working it for each other really well, that that's huge. And I I think the transition you were talking about is kind of that from Justin from Silva to somebody else. But Salt Lake kind of messed with him in years past too. They'd kind of sit him down when they got close to the playoffs a couple times. Remember that? Yeah, there was two or three seasons <clears> when <throat> Onyewu was or not Onyewu, uh, Onwoha. Onwoha. I don't know how to say that guy's name. I was never good at it. And that was, um, I don't think Pablo did it, but Freddie and Pecky did it. Yeah. To him. Where they sat him down there at the end of the season. I'm glad I didn't pay attention during that time. Yeah, it was. It was a dark time. It was a dark time. I kind of just washed my hands (laughs) of it. (laughs) All right, we won't spend as much time on everybody else because Justin's the most important. But yeah, I was going to say we're really we're really beating this little horse. There's a lot going on there, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about his partners, Silva and Vera. No, let's talk about one at a time. All right, you pick. Let's do, let's do let's do Silva. Let's do Silva, huh, guys? Okay, let's do Silva. 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 Silva had a decent year. Stats. Stats guy. Stats guy. Stats man. Stats guy. Where is he? Silva. He had sixteen games. Sixteen games. Yep. Yep. Fifteen starts. Injury. Fourteen hundred minutes. No goals. No assists. What was his injury? No PKs. No. He got two yellow cards though. No reds. What what was his injury? Was it like the thigh or the calf yeah. or something like that? And he only came back for one game after that. Right. Right. And after that we went and signed Lambert. Oh, that's right. And so we that used made him us think that little. maybe he's not coming back. But he's still signed with us. He's still on our <clears throat> on our next year list for sure, right? We didn't decline an option for him. I think he's guaranteed next season right he is he is with us through next season mm. yeah but just through next season yeah through 2024 december 31st 2024 okay. um and he's city he's on six hundred thousand, which is oh, that's, a that's, lot that's a lot which is a lot what is Vera for a 34 year old center back what is Vera on i thought we were, we're Vera, not talking about Vera he's at five there's a five. Okay. Yeah. So, um, five well, the reason seven. why I wanted to bring that up is because Vera has put in more minutes than Silva. And realistically, from my point of view, I feel that Vera is a better option in all regards to the center back position with Glad, with the exclusion of the accumulated yellow cards. I feel that. Um, Silva is a great quality. I think after the injury coming back, it was a very terrible game for him. I don't. I feel like he's lost a step. Um, I hope that in the off season and preseason, he he gains back his his uh, his skills and his tenacity that he had. But overall, because I want to wrap yeah, this all into one number too. Yeah. Um, I think Silva is a fantastic player to have as a center back, and having three of them to rotate like that I think is an awesome idea but realistically I think overall for this season 
I would give him a seven overall based seven. on his performance. Wow. I think because he was hurt, he drops down for me a that's, wrong. That's a big big indicator, yeah. Yeah. And and the last couple times he did play, I, I was very disappointed with his performance. But the times right before his injury, he was actually playing pretty well. He wasn't getting dragged out into the corners or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't he wasn't getting exposed. But I think the problem with Silva is if if Silva's in and Justin's in, then you have to play Vera left, and then that changes the way we attack going forward too because Vera's a kind of a wild card left back, right? He can get all the way up yeah, there. I don't and think still he's ever played left ball. back for us. No, he has. Vera played left back. Yeah, a he did a couple times. Yeah, when we went with our big lineup, Vera on the left, Silva, Glad, and whoever on the Brody. right. Holt Probably might have Brody. been too. But anyway. Yeah, but for me, I think we're. I think Pablo wants to play that way. I think he wants Silva, Glad, Vera on the back line, all three of them, and then whoever on the right. We'll get there in a minute, but. I, I think that that is the huge piece that, that Pablo wants. So with that being the case, I, I put him a little higher. Wait, what did you say, seven? Mm-hmm. Okay, I put him as six. <laughs> so a little lower. Because I think, I think he's not going to be as important next year. I think Pablo wants to play that way, but he'll be convinced by the way that plays that he's too old, and he'll sit himself down next year. I would say 5.5. Ooh, really low. Poor Quay. Or more of like a an incomplete. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because of the injury and the, the time injury. And I mean, he still got in 15 games, right? Yeah, that's that's not half the season, though. No. That's less than half the season. Right. Yeah. So I would lean towards kind of like an incomplete. It's But let's, he's making 600 grand, which good for him. Um, and then you've got Vera... At five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand. Well, five oh seven. Five oh seven. Oh, because that's the total guaranteed. compensation. Yes. And you've got Justin at nine. There's is that we're over two million now for three players. Add in Holt at two hundred thousand, two point three bargain. <clears throat> yeah, he's a bargain. But if you add them all up to our, those are our center backs, right? You could throw in Lambert, who's on. Two hundred grand. Oviedo. Oviedo, maybe not center back. Oh, yes, sir. <clears throat> but I think he's he was forced into it once or twice. Well, and that was the saddest but, thing down the stretch is that Bodie stepped in and played center back for a bit, and not Lambert in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. What is up with that? Like, what, right, that is, what is Lambert not pr- providing for Pablo? Because when we saw the little that we did, guy was a hundred percent. Didn't give up a ball. Got got balls back. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Bodie and Bodie's Chilean now. Did you know that? You yeah, he's that? working on. It's chileno, este, eh? so he can play in the international yeah. team. Japo. Cool, um, but <laughs> I I do think I, the value there for what we're getting from our three center backs. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not what you want. It's not. I don't think it's what you want compared to. And that's why I have to rank Silva lowest because out of those three, four, like. I think yeah, price wise, Silver's performance isn't worth the money. And yeah. I, if it was me, I don't know that I would 
for next season. Maybe I'd, restructure. I'd restructure or find someone else because he's going to be older. And are we going to keep Holt? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's on. He's signed for next year. So we've got okay. two plus. And million he's a value dollars. player. People don't like him, but he he plays a good ball out of the back. Anyway, we're not talking about. Holt. Yeah, Sorry. Okay, Silva. Silva. So we're giving him <laughs> seven for me, six for you, five point five for you, incomplete for you. Um, so right so, around the six. So let's jump right into Vera because I think we're over talking about everybody at this point. Okay, good. Let's keep it short. Vera, uh, I say eight. Ooh, I like. I'm actually gonna go eight point five. Do it. Perfect. Yeah. And Guy's was... left-footed, smacks the ball well. He even comes up on corners and offers a new wrinkle. And he, un- he all of a sudden was just like, oh, by the way, I can kick. Oh, by the way, have shoot. you seen me shoot this? Yeah. Like, that have was, you seen me do this? It's like, why aren't you paying attention to wow, me? Wow, dude. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're like filthy with left foot now. Uh, he, yeah. probably, he, has, and... he probably has um, the goal of the year. Could be, yeah. I think. That knuckleball that he got right off the bounce... Yeah, some really good, really good goals from him. Um, what were his stats on the year? He he kind of stepped in out of nowhere, and basically Brian Vera, twenty four games started, two thousand over two thousand minutes, which is a good run. A lot. Some of the complaints Three goals, about, one assist. Some of the complaints about Vera are his eleven affinity yellow cards. for yellow cards. <laughs> Love okay, the team okay. with the yellow. Okay. Um, do you like Kyle Beckerman? Well, there's a way <laughs> to no, get no, no, right, 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 right. Is it, Do you like Kyle Beckerman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. Would you would you purchase him again, even with the same amount of yellow cards? Yes, but perfect. The point is, Vera is not Kyle Beckerman. Yet. How many red cards did Brian Vera get? What's the number? How many times did he sit out? One, one. He only reached uh, the accumulation. I thought he accumulated he only accumulated twice. once. Or I thought it was once. Oh, maybe it was twice. Was it League's Could Cup that he twice. did it? But remember when he he uh, grabbed the Houston guy by the neck and almost punched him in the face? Yeah, but he resisted. Bossy. Yeah, he did. He, that was, was my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, he like went he for it, and, he's like, it and then he's like, no. So <laughs> him as a center back, I think that's a concern. It, hopefully he'll clean that up. Yep. And the longer he's in the league, if he continues like that, maybe he gets the – Diego Chara, Kyle Beckerman, love from the officials because and he starts smiling at him. Yeah. Diego Chara, that's the, what? Those are the extremes. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like well, Diego Chara gets the love. Kyle Beckerman didn't get the love. He, he got, got a lot the of yellows all the time, but he did get uh, some respect because he was Kyle Beckerman and he knew how to get. the Oh, yellows. you're saying he didn't get the reds? Yeah, he knew oh, okay, how okay, to. Okay, okay. And he I would think Vera's, and not Vera's yellows aren't as tactical. Mm-hmm. Not the kind more reactionary, more reactionary. But it sets the tone for the the strikers. So is it's what I'm just at. something to yeah. think about. If you're looking for ways um, to balance it out, you know, give him the love, but also where does he need to improve? What are some some of the things that might be a detraction and he needs to improve on next season? Picking up the yellows ain't staying, um, keeping a cool head because yeah. he did tend to get a little wound up. Beginning of the season, yes. Towards the end of the season, like McMath, Better. I felt like that was a more mature Brian Vera that is accum- um, acclimating to the MLS. And we tend to like him as a center back. Uh, there's a lot of folks that uh, don't like yeah, him as a center back. Well, we don't need to I'll talk take about him them. Either way. Either yeah, way. I, I think I think solid. He's the best chance we have as a left back what and you, a center what back. What are you going to give him? Well, I said 8.5. He said 8. You say? 7.5. 7.5. We got... We call her Debbie. Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. Debbie Vera. Well, and so we've got 
Oviedo. We can talk about Holt. I let's mean, let's talk about Holt. Holt. Great value. beard. Center back. No hair ball. on top. Good ball out of the back. He plays good, a really a good, good ball, ball out, out of the, the back. back. He's not great in the air. No. That's we, kind of his knock. And especially when he's in the very center on a five-person back line, and the game really needs him to get right next to somebody who's going to take passer out of the back. I agree. Okay. He's not awesome with DPs. Like, DPs tend to I abuse him. Abuse Honestly, him. I don't think we've seen enough of him to really give him a number. But we, we've seen him over a couple of years, though. You know what I mean? And, I th- and I'm glad we've kept him. I think he's a good team guy. Like, we've seen him at practice, and he gets out there, and he seems to be one of the guys and really integrated friends with everybody, it seems like. Yeah. Right? And that personality at practice goes a long way. Um, and, you know, I, I think there's some value there still. I mean, what is he, 200000 Holt? No yeah. way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... And then Bodie's. A, I mean, we can get to Bodie in a second. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, staying on topic. But for the those are essentially the four, and you could throw in Lambert at two hundred thousand as well. Um, that are expected to at least play center back, or at some point they're not going to be called on to start or anything like yeah. that. But as a group, I think we are overpaying for the value we're getting at the center back position across the board. Going, using this season as as our our template for this season. Yeah, especially if you go out to like Houston, Dallas, um, and and a couple other teams mid season switched out their center back pairing and got way better results from just solid center back play. Like Sviachenko, whatever that guy's name is, the place for Houston. He came out of nowhere. Oh, that big guy. Was it like the, number 30 or something like that? Yeah, whatever. He, he was solid. Oh, and he was quick. Yeah, but he would just foul at the right moments. He mm-hmm. wasn't He wasn't great. He but still he played, made he mistakes. Played the game, yeah. But he played the game inside the game, which was foul in spots that didn't give up goals. You know, he didn't make glaring mistakes. He even saved a ball off the line with his arm last game, and that worked out for him. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a handball. How is that not a handball? But if whatever. you watch the video from David Gerson, who we interviewed from Ref Needs Love 2, he straight up says not a handball. Not natural position. But yeah, again, we can argue if, that. if your arm blocks the ball going in, it's a handball. Let's talk I don't about care that what the halftime. laws say. Anyway, go ahead. Um, Kevin Labert, did we sign him for next year? Yeah. Yeah, he signed through... 2024? Even yeah, because we, we picked him up mid-season. We're You're here. down, 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 up, right there. He's signed through 25. 25. We have okay. Lambert through 25. Yep. So Lambert stats for the year. Two matches played, 24 minutes. 24 minutes. Um, should we critique in? him off those 24 minutes? No. no. He's the same age as Holt, though. That's the funny thing. Yeah, he's 26. 26 in 252 days. And Holt is 27 in 84 days. So, so I think I think we should rate him based on his promise. You know, like yeah. what we can expect. And within those 24 minutes, Kobe... Um, I think that he is somebody that we can rely on in the future and maybe even replace him for somebody like Silva if we not if we're not going to keep him get get some more uh free mon- uh, space for purchasing a better player. I feel like we can rely on him to fill in that gap with love to see that. He's got some height. But that's hopeful. But my concern is if you play him and Glad together is is Lambert physical enough to push people off the ball when needed? 
especially because Glad that's not usually his strength. Vera does it all the time. Silva does it all the time. If we put Anelli in there, he can do it all the time. Well, there's, there's Brody doesn't do that. So there's billion ways to have fun with a monkey. You don't <laughs> have to do it the one way. Being big, being physical, every single time. Brody right. did a pretty good job to not be humongous because that guy was like a paper airplane in the wind, just floating <laughs> around. But he still made it work. So what I don't, uh, I don't see the whole center back needs to be this big fat guy that you can't move. I think center back needs to be crafty in whatever style they play. Yeah. And I feel that Lambert, being the height he is and the way he was on the ball, and cool the way head, he, he was calm. looking, it was kind of like that Anelli esque where the ball's in between his feet, but he's not panicking and he's looking up. And yeah. that's what I feel that we didn't get to see with some of our center backs. So as a group, I think Kevin. I buy into the hype. I mean, I'll admit it. I yeah. I have high expectations for Kevin Lambert. I was I was really disappointed that he didn't get more minutes, considering Agreed. where we were. But as a group, the center backs, I think there is a flashing red light that we need. There there needs to be addressed. Danger, Will Robinson. If this is the group we go into next season, I think it'd be more of the same. There's too I, many question marks. Holt Lambert. They're both big question marks, and Silva's a big question mark, too, because he's old. Yeah, and I just don't see – there needs to be a signing. We need to bring in a solid center back. Somebody around the $500,000 range. Someone we can count on. Someone, like you said, that has a presence. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you there. You want to have a presence, and having two skinny guys in there may not be the best – Best. It can be done. It can be done, and I would yeah, love Dallas to see. Yeah, Dallas did it. it. Yeah. But I do think. With their LeBron James lookalike. And at the end of the season, the the glaring hole in our defense is at center back. Interesting. Is one well said, well said. I, I think I want to see a DP level signing back there. Okay, DP level signing for the center back for Brent. He wants um, to sign Chiellini. So. Let's let's talk about the weakness throughout the season, in my opinion, is the left back. That was the one that was a question mark all season long. We didn't know who had it, who was good at it. Brody kind of held it down last season, didn't do so well this season. Oviedo stepped up and showed his quality, which I already saw. I don't know where you guys were at. I don't know why you weren't paying attention to that. Um, so realistically, with who we have right now, who should we talk about as being a starting left back? So my preference is Vera. I want Vera to play left back. Um, I don't think Pablo's going to allow that though. I, that that's the concern, right? If we but if we bring in an awesome stud center back to pair Maybe with Glad, him out, yeah. then slide him out to the left and let him do more on the offensive side. Not just the offensive side, but he's also a stellar <laughs> defender, right? Yeah. So I, that's what I would prefer to see, um, and and so that's my first choice. My backup to that is Oviedo. He he is such a good passer. His quality, his tactical, his know-how. He's he kind of reminds me of like. Do you remember back in the day when we had um, oh what's his good looking? Oh, guy? that that little ring with the stick, and you'd roll it, and then you'd use the stick to keep it rolling. Oh, wait, what wait, era what? are we talking about? <laughs> Not that far back. Oh, okay. Uh, championship year, we had two left backs, right? We had. Uh, Tony Beltran on the one side, right? And then on the other side, we had... Uh, winger. 
Winger. And Russell. And Russell. Yeah, so those three kind of rotated through the two spots, which was great. I thought that was kind of a cool way to do it. Um, And Winger had this positional uh, awareness. He was always in the passing lane, right? And he had the work ethic to just outwork everybody on the field, right? If we, That's kind of what we see in Oviedo, except he also can whip a ball in. Oh, yeah. Right? So his crosses are fantastic, which, anyway, that, that's a deeper conversation. But yeah. just him, Oviedo, is my next offer because of his tactical and physical awareness. But, again, he's not the fastest, so recovery runs can be I feel that's, difficult. That, I feel like that's his only Achilles heel yeah. overall for what he provides. What do you feel, Goob? For Oviedo, I like him as a left back, but he is getting older. I think his speed is an issue. I would prefer Vera, especially if we brought in a – we solidify the center back. We bring in that a starting center back to push um, – Vera outside. Push Vera outside, but also push Glad to play better. And, and push Silva to the bench. Push Silva to the bench and push um, Lambert to the bench, or maybe he's more of a midfielder because he plays both. But I think that over the season, I thought our left back was better than our right back, right? Than the right back, because I really thought our right back went right down the drain. Which is so funny because last season it was the left back that, or yeah. it was Bodie. It was Bodie. So let's talk about Oviedo. One out of ten overall season. Where do you feel he resides? I thought he was going to be a four, and he ended up a six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Do you what makes you say six and a half? What are what are the negatives that he brings? So he didn't combine well with a couple of players. Like Luna? He combined well with Luna, I thought. And Can we I reverse think the tape back in the midway through the season when he said that they, they didn't do very well? No, there was one was game crazy. they didn't do well. And, then and it I wasn't was even like, that. It was kind of like, just Luna can't let play them with get him. the chemistry. Let yeah. them grow. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I think and that, that partnership's great now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Luna kind of needs him. I, I feel like that makes the left side stronger yeah. based on them being together. Not like right. isolated Oviedo. I feel like he is a four or a five. But with Luna and the way we played him, I think Oviedo pushes up to like a seven or even possibly an eight in some situations. You can, yeah. I love it when you look at me like that. <laughs> I I would give him more of a – what you give he misses too many long distance passes. So he's giving him a six. So I give him a six. I always go a little higher. I go six point five. Oh, see, I I liked him, and uh, you know what I liked him when they played him in the midfield, when they played him up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we talked about that. If we had new center back, those are what on ifs, the though. left. Those are what, what ifs. ifs. <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about. No, we're not. We're talking about the game, the season. We're like, talking go, about Oviedo. Right. Yeah, we're talking about Odi- He's not a what if. He's here. He's here, but. <laughs> Where is he best suited? He's best suited in the midfield. He can play left back. He play, he got better as the season went on. Or maybe wing the team. Back. If we go to five in the yeah. back, well, maybe the team learned to play with him. Yeah, it was kind of like last year point. with, um, what's his name that went to Vancouver. Oh yeah, that guy. The goal. The, Who then the didn't striker. even end up at Vancouver. Oh yeah, Cordoba. Cordoba. Well, I thought that's when the team needed to learn to play. Same example as. How the team learned to play together after Ruiz's injury. It took a little time. Yeah. Oviedo seemed like to grow into the season 
and they learned how to play with him. And I think he brings some really good stuff. And I he's at three seventy five, three hundred seventy five thousand. Which yeah, which is yeah, it's not bad for the experience that you have with that you that he brings. But I do think he's a valuable player for the team, and I want to see him used to his best capabilities. He could be a left back, especially if you have the back line solidified with a better right back. Hmm. Yeah. So I used to I used to agree with you on having Oviedo play in the midfield. Um, but realistically, how soccer players go about their career, the slower they get, the further back in the pecking order or on the field they get. So that you start out as a striker, go to midfield, go to defender. And I really feel that Oviedo as a left back in a standard 4-4-2 is a great option for Diego Luna, um, and it provides the qu- kind of quality that we need to connect the dots going to the goal. Um, I don't... I don't feel that he really has any other negatives. I think moving the ball deeper and uh, a longer pass is not really an issue with him. I think who he was trying to connect it to was the issue. Um, but I'm going to give him a 7 overall. And, I mean, that's why he keeps getting called up because they understand his quality. I mean, I did f- feel really bad during the World Cup, though. When he was getting abused. Yeah, but yeah, get beat but, up. but still, I think overall, Oviedo is somebody I will pay money for. Yeah, I want him on the team. I like him. I like what he brings, and I think you there you could have too many of those guys if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you construct a squad, the squad uh, correctly, he's a he good is, team guy. He's a great guy to have on your team. Yeah, he's like he, very, very supportive, very oh, supportive, very good job you know even he's even helping other players up right you know yeah, he's enjoying that. this part of the career and and he's a good you know i don't know people say represents utah values well <laughs> i said that slightly sarcastically but that, that's i think a lot of us love to see that in the game it's a mm-hmm. game like enjoy the game help people up like hey sorry i kicked you there bro you know like a fair amount of players do that i yeah. like to see it well, um, so Hidalgo. I'm going to say Hidalgo because he entertained us on the left side a couple of games. Um, how do you guys feel he provided and performed this year? So I'll, I'll start off. Uh, I like Hidalgo. I like him. He's a little bit bigger. So if he wasn't homegrown, he's, how he's well from did he Utah. do? So Wait, I mentioned that, that he gets an extra Utah? two points because he's homegrown, and he changes his name from Bodie Davis, Davis to Davis. Bodie Hidalgo, which is way cooler, mm-hmm. right? So he gets bonus points for that. So he's already at three out of ten before we even talk about red hair. <laughs> he's red hair. I don't know. It's a hint. Hair. So hair. I mean, that's a yeah. plus. Hint. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he, you know, he's getting a few bonus points there. Um, he gets beat in behind. He doesn't turn and run well, and and that's his. If he can fix that part of his game, I think he'll be a much better defender. But that comes with experience and time. Yeah, still you young. Know? Yeah, still very young. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but what's the number you're going to give him? I think six point five. I'm high on him. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give him a six. I mm. feel that what he provides in that position isn't anything spectacular. I think it's 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 slapping a pizza party at a work 
event you know it's just kind of like hey you know you're not getting paid that much but here's some pizza you know kind of well you could be uh, surprised okay. it could end up being really good pizza <laughs> it's always little caesars or something you know what I mean? little caesars well i think is he the, the little the caesars of our team the pie <laughs> you know it's like flex seal just pop it on there but yeah i give i give him a solid uh, six and i think that's a i think that's a good overall evaluation of him in this year i mean he can obviously come back next year and be an eight yeah one assist uh, two yellow cards in 13 games. He, he played in 23, but he started 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I so. think his overall performance, I give him a six. What do you say, Goober? I'd, I'd stick with a six. I think that's 21 fair. years old, almost 22. Yeah, well, cool. I think he's a value at $108,000. I think he's a value. I don't think he's a player you give up on. No. Yeah, but I think he could still step up and He be could be really one of those players, player. like you say, could step he could, up. He could prosper. He's not hurting us. He could become Justin Glad someday. <sighs> All right. Brody. And this is probably the most controversial of all of them, so I'm going to let Brent go first. 5.5. Uh, 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 That's a little high. Okay. Two assists. Who did 2, I give 5,265 minutes uh, played. Beavers. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he's Beavers. a little better than Beavers. 25 so? starts, 29 matches played. Andrew Brody. I just, I don't, I personally don't think his style of play is benefiting us as the team. The way the direction of per- purchased players, how we play, I just feel that Brody is holding down a sinking ship wherever he goes. And he does, he did really well last year. You know, he really stepped up, but I think our expectation wasn't that high. Now, building off of last year to this year, our expectation our expectation got a little bit higher, and I don't think he performed. Um, like, thinking about him in a different light, especially watching the Houston, the two games in Houston where he was more defensive-minded, it was kind of like, okay, he's doing what he needs to do to get it done. For the so, game. Yeah, yeah, I think overall as a teammate and as a player, I think he's a 10 out of 10. But I think his performance for the team throughout the year is probably like a 5.5 just because of what he brings to the table with the style that we're playing. Nothing against him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have a lot of respect for that guy. Oh, yeah. I, I like Brody a lot. And I think that's probably, I agree with that. He's not fitting the system that we're trying to play. He has the squirrel runs. He goes forward. Most of his passes tend to be negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back, he'll get into the box. And I don't know how many times, like, he just automatically, I don't know if it's PTSD or whatever, he is automatically focused on sending the ball backwards. And I, I just think that uh, I expected more out of our back line after last season. Brody was on the left last season because we had, uh, what's his name? Herrera. Aaron Herrera on the right, and he held that down. And I imagine he's gone because then maybe he got to be up to eight nine hundred thousand dollars and he moved on, moved Brody over. And I don't know that uh, if it was me right now, it's not even a flip of a coin. I'm starting a Meccanelli over Andrew Brody next season. That's a good segue into our next one. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, except there's sometimes a sophomore slump, you know? And Brody's first real starting was last season. So maybe this was his sophomore slump of – starting and maybe this next year he'll do even better yeah uh, but you gotta have those squirrel runs you gotta bring them back squirrel girl and him gotta hook back up i don't know maybe well, his if, girlfriend broke up with him and he you, stopped having ambition to go forward i don't know what it was but 
it was like, Brody, get after it, bro. And he didn't take people on. And he's good at that. Like, why? Maybe Pablo was coaching him to say, don't do that, especially in these games. We don't want you squirreling up the field. Getting too far ahead. Because it creates chaos. And look, defenders are agents of order. And offensive players are agents of chaos, right? You create chaos. You move center backs out of the way. And then you get goals. Like that's that's how offense works, right? You have to create something where they have to react to it. And so he, d- he can do that. We saw him do it a lot last year and the start of this year. But then I think some of his defensive responsibilities um, maybe felt shirked, if you will. And I think Pablo coached him to stay back more and be more defensive-minded to hold the ball up more. He got abused. I think he was figured out that... We watched it in the Kansas City game. They they abused him so oh. much they moved him to the left yeah. side, changed up the formation a little bit. Yeah, he was he was getting his butt Houston, picked. I think I, Houston, I haven't seen it. I honestly going back to that game, I have not seen anything like that for a long time. Especially like it was like inaugural season that you and I suffered through, where we were just getting abused on the either side. It didn't matter, but but like. That they Kansas City just went at him and made him look bad. I'm surprised we got away with it for so long because it felt like it, that should have been every team's way of thinking every time they watched tape on us. Like, why don't we just press that guy? Well, they could go down either side, right or left. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like we had a serious lockdown defender. That's why uh, they went down the left side last season because Aaron Herrera. They didn't go down Aaron Herrera's side very often. No. Yeah, that's made, true. Yeah, so. Across the back line. So Amecanelli, he is a bargain. Dude needs a raise. He's getting like uh, he's 60, on his rookie. He's con. on the base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Sixty seven or something like that. And compared to compared to Brody at two seventy five, yeah, I think you're gonna get uh, more more value. If we're talking about who has a higher season ce- ceiling, Brody or Anelli? Wait, did you give Brody a number? I think I gave him five point five. I dropped him down to five. Okay. So, yeah, Anelli. I, I think Anelli is a 6.5. What? Well, he's a rookie. He had a lot to learn. They bounced him around. Um, 6.75. <laughs> okay. Because Keep I, going I, into why. I think he was, uh, he's a Swiss Army knife. And he proved that he had value. He was the Jasper Lawfulson of this season. Last season, Jasper Lawson came out of nowhere and hustled his way onto the team. I think a Meccanelli is better than Jasper, and I think he's better than Brody. He has a higher ceiling, and I want to see him at right back or somewhere. Um, if you're picking between the two, I'm leaning towards a Meccanelli because I think he has the body. I think he can go forward. I think he's better with his feet. I think he passes as, as well or better than Brody. He isn't an agent of chaos like Andrew can be. I really like Anelli. And if it was me, I mean, I think we hold on to players too much, too long, hoping that against hope that they are finally going to break out of their sophomore slump. And I would like to see a little bit more rotation on the team. I'm okay with Andrew maybe swapping out Andrew Bodie for another player that has similar stats, similar type player, but may have a little bit higher ceiling and may fit the system better at this, a similar wage. 
rate. Yeah, that's what Houston did, and they got Griffin Dorsey, right? Like, oh, good, good God, right? I mean, that's that a awful puff. That, yeah. that that dude stepped up this year and it's just been fantastic running up and down the flank. And we haven't had a runner up and down the flank for a while. I mean, Brody kind of did it last year, but not in the way because like if you if you're way. comparing Dorsey to him, Dorsey is a threat. Yeah. On the ball. Like, an actual, like, yeah. don't give him the ball. And we do not have that on, realistically, on any fullback. No. I think Canelli could be that. Um, I like the way he defends. I, I think he's an outside back better than he is a defensive mid for me. But just because we're kind of stacked at defensive mid. So what do you give him? Get him on the field. Six. Six. Okay. Um, I'm going to give him a nine. <laughs> Whoa. Um, oh, and I'm going to explain why. Shots so, fired. first off, he has been so useful that we are using him in multiple positions, not left and right, but north and south. We're, we're, we're talking about midfield, back line. The way he controls the ball within his feet is something that if we allow him to grow and support him, he is going to be a probably one of the best fullbacks like actual 442 fullback for the MLS realistically he has the talent he has the physicality he has the eyes for it um i don't like him at midfield because i feel that at midfield we need more creativity but i think anelli is too smart to do a squirrel run and then get caught out of position coming back which <laughs> Brody did a lot, and I don't feel that a squirrel run is beneficial for us. I feel like an organized threat moving the way a fullback is supposed to move is far more beneficial than a casual squiggle past two people just to end up doing nothing. So I think overall, Anelli being a Swiss Army knife coming straight out of the draft, I think he gets a 9 out of 10 for his performance throughout the year. They're realistically... Defensively, no complaints. Offensively, no complaints. The only thing I can think of is he needs to just keep playing. I think he needs to work on his crossing if, if he's playing in Pablo's system. We like our outside backs to get up there and, and not just lob a good ball in there. But Oviedo right? it. Drive it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like you've talked about before. And I think that's where he can improve, but that takes that's practice experience. and time and experience. Yeah. The downside there with Anelli is not that his salary's high, it's that he's old. <laughs> I mean, for a rookie, he's 24 years old. So some of these guys are 20, 21. They, you know, Bodie Hidalgo's 21, you know. But also, I think that's why he's so successful is because he has a better head on his shoulders. Could be. And I like Could that. Could be. A couple of extra years on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't mind him getting you know turning thirty. I mean, what that's six years of him, and I think you can do a lot in one year. So Brody's twenty eight; he's getting up there. I, I think Brody's sealing out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has much room to grow. Yeah, and I, I don't think we're gonna get anything more out of Andrew Brody than we got last season. I think that's his peak. Um, but if we can get back to what he was last season, that that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And. A lot of times, outside backs, especially league-wide, are judged on assists. And, you know, the year Aaron Herrera had nine, and eight of them were to Demir in the box, you know what I mean? 
he was an all-star, right? And then we had to pay him like an all-star, and you know what I mean? But Pablo's system, I think, kind of demands for that, so... But whatever I think, that, I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, whatever that system is. So, the Zen system. Um, I wrote down Zach Farnsworth. Don't even know who that guy is. He's and, on our team. And homeboy's getting paid. Yeah. 129000 for the year for a guy who hasn't how many, started. How many appearances did he have? Did he he didn't start. Like he. Oh, wait. He had some appearances. He just didn't have any starts. He had appearances? Did he? I th- Was he alive? He got into, um, I think, some of the... He didn't get any MLS time. I think he got in the Open Cup for a second. Yeah. And he might have played in MLS next, I think. But the guy has just been snake bit with injuries. Oh, yeah. He oh, did. that's the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did play which... He played which Monarchs. Game, the Colorado game in the Open Cup. One oh, of the Open Cup games. the earlier ones. The earlier ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got... Yeah. Was it Vegas or... Anyway... He he played and and showed well for the I think tenish minutes he played right. Yeah, he had. There's Somewhere a lot of upside to him. They but he has just been snake bit. They just cannot figure out how to keep him healthy. There's some other players on here. We talked we talked about Kevin Lambert. He's a two hundred thousand. Um, Moses Nyman. He was on loan, hundred thirty three thousand. They're still talking to him about extending that loan. I think he's out of the Atlanta program, but he also played overseas. Yeah, Zila Roscoe. There's a lot of love for this guy, you know, for a five-four center back. I don't get it, but uh, eighty-five thousand bucks. He's, he's been out on loan, I think, with Larn yeah. in Northern Ireland. Yeah, same with Paul. Paul doing went to well, Elijah right? Paul. Yeah. I think they've both been doing well over there. Yeah, uh, but I don't think Orozco has a, a future in MLS. Honestly, a lot of people are really high on him. I don't. I, see, I, don't, I don't see it, it either. I don't see it no. at all. And he may come back and just have great feet and do awesome things for us. And, and he I would might be, be more than happy to do that. I think yeah. they're trying to play him as a midfielder, more of like a Pablo Ruiz. But we'll see what happens. Pierre Delance, Luis Rivera, um, young players. Uh, I think they got Monarchs time. And then did we miss anybody else? Jude Wellings is more of an attacker. So, no, that's it. So the main ones, let's – Mopping up. We are – we're just doing defense today, right? Yeah, well, yeah. That, we're that's a wrap for the defenders. Yeah. So I this think is part one. Part one, but in I our do three think part series. Three part series. Holy no, it's cow. a four part series. Four part series. Five part series. Okay. Six. It's like the ending of Harry Potter. Like, did you really need to spread it out, man? No, you see, didn't have fun talking you know about what? it. Did you? Have Wait, fun the last about episode it? is all Chicho Arango, and that's <laughs> 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 turning this into the Hobbit. <laughs> So the back line. That's three movies too <laughs> in one book. <laughs> I said before, I, I I think we need a signing at center back, and we need to make a signing at right or left back. Uh, but that so can we we can touch on that because we haven't hit our time. Um, you're gonna tell me, and my fellow compatriot here, um, that you are gonna now even though we just spent a massive amount of money to get DPs, so now we essentially have six DPs based on three for age, three for other one, right? And now you're going to add on another big signing um, that's under the cap at back line, two of them, when we still need a humongous hole in our front, our striker position, because Chicho can't do it by himself. Well, we can we can talk about the whole team. Right, but right, right, it's mainly towards the defense, so hold on. And then our wingers 
aren't quite there yet. But you're going to say defensive needs to be the first thing we attack. No. I, I think looking at the whole team, right? You're going to say center back, one of the – Yeah, do. which one, center back or left right back? Or you're saying we need two. I th- I'm saying we need two. He needs two. He needs two. He needs two. I need two. I, I need one. You must be a Costco see. shopper because you're like, you know what? I deals, want them in deals, bulk. deals, deals. I bulk. want them in bulk. <laughs> I want Give my defenders in bulk. I think that it may not happen, but like if we're th- – if I'm the general manager, I am seriously looking at how do I shore up this back line? We def- we definitely need a, a a solid center back. Just go sign another Brian and, Vera. Like, make your life easy. Like, if you're that good at signing going, center backs, go get another one. And going off this season, I think that we need – I would go for the right back. I, th- I think I Vera and Oviedo – uh, are good over the left, especially if you get a nice center back. And Pablo mentioned and he in some of the interviews might change formation. We'll see what he does. Maybe whatever that is, three in the back. Because, but I would love to see a quality right back. They're they're more plentiful than finding a left footed left back, right? Yeah, we got two of those. And in so my opinion, I think for what we're paying over there, there's room for like if you don't sign Silva, sign sign. Sign a center back or a, a right back. I think that is a glaring hole. Well, then let's do this. Two. Who are you giving up to supply a center back and a right back or a left back? Who are you giving up? You have to give up two to get two. Yeah. I, uh, Silva and Brody. Ooh. Oh, giving up Brody. I would, yeah, I would give up both of those and try somebody new. Mm-hmm. Like if we're just going brass think, stacks, yeah, numbers. But I love both of those guys, but I'm getting more to the point of turnover i don't think we we're getting what we need out of them we need to have we need to freshen up this roster more every season yeah we have too much faith in them kind of a thing we too much but but there's also something to be said about playing with someone for a while you start to understand their tendencies you know where they're moving and you're moving you know when it's your turn to take it you know what i mean like defense is a dance it, it's a you know you're sitting in these spots but you're also knowing when so-and-so stepping and if they're stepping are you sliding you know like there's a i'm a uh, little let, i let's use new england patriots in football as an example i like what they they did it didn't ha- hurt that they had the best quarterback to ever play the game for uh 20 seasons or so that helped but they weren't as sentimental as we are yeah, and and I, I think we can be mm-hmm. too sentimental. And if you look at other teams across the globe, when it comes to f- soccer, it comes to football, they're more inclined to make changes. Crawley Town, my team, they made all kinds of changes. Right. There's probably but only some changes backfire. They do. They do. Look at uh, some of the teams that struggle with a lot of change. I'm not suggesting that we revamp the whole thing, but I'm willing to make a few more changes and bring in some fresh blood. And bring in some competition, but yeah, I, I feel I feel like I feel like when people think of trading people, they think of the person we're trading their feelings, yeah, because we have that attachment to them, and we're like, we don't want to hurt Brody's feelings because we have a love for Brody, or we don't want to hurt Silva's feelings because Silva's been, been with here. us for so long. Yeah, he's a club legend, and but that's the same thing. It's like most successful businesses are just like, hey, you did everything you could for us. We compensated you with money and all that, but hey, have a good time. You quit your job, there's somebody there the next day. You, you're you forgotten. So I, I, 
if we don't make any changes across the back line, I think we're in a world of hurt for next season. I don't think it improves. Yeah, unless one of those big question marks at center back steps in and we could slide Vera out, I, I, I think we struggle as well. Yeah, I think I think Lambert would be the the uh, money saver. He would be the one that says, hey, if we can't get somebody, if Lambert steps up, then we have what we want. But maybe he's too much of a midfielder, and that's why Pablo's hesitant to play him at center back, even though that's where we need him. Yeah, I, I think that that's going like from that may if we were to grade our back line as a whole this season. Ooh, that's a good one. Let me write that down. So let's do let's do goalkeepers <laughs> out of ten, and then defensive. People. So I think, like I said, I think the goalkeepers. What I give uh, all three of well, let's just do the two Beavers and McMath. I think yeah. as a whole, I think it was seven point five. I think that's what I give. Honestly, I'd give it a six. I would give it yeah based on McMath's efforts, and then the back line, the guys in front of the goalkeepers, five, a six, six point five. What are you saying? Yeah, I think that's what I averaged out to as well, right around a six. Okay, well, let's let's do. And that's just not good enough. And we had good games, right? Where and we had good runs, but then our goal differential would lose three or four to nothing too many times. You know, mm-hmm. it just happened too often. And it's a often. breakdown in defense. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So. I agree with that. So, again, good stuff. Yeah, I think if there's a red flash in the light, there needs to be something done on our back line, whether that's center back, center back, or right back. I'd be fine with just a center back. I would be fine with uh, uh, just another episode talking about the same stuff. <laughs> well, we'll move on to the <laughs> Part two, baby. <laughs> well, that's what we do a podcast for, to chat, to talk, and to, to share. share our thoughts and get people mad at us for some reason. Oh, wait, we want to get people mad at us? No, we like, don't, but I know. Mad at us? Uh, well, some, there was a couple Crylock. of folks. Yeah, Crylock got like mad it. at us? No, because we were joking around about Crylock being the crossing guard. We kind of gave him that... Strange oh, so. nickname. So he's, he's not gonna. He's not gonna a couple people us lit us up on Twitter about it. Like, why are you calling him the crossing guard? That's demeaning. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, We're I a mean, little upset do that we. Why, he, why he don't you back. value the crossing guards? Absolutely. In, in your I mean, life? your we kids do. are gonna cross that road without a crossing guard. I mean, yeah. come on. Who, the importance of Some, the safety of a 1.6 million dollar employee. Yeah. Someone start every single. Oh, he didn't start every single no. game. Oh, did did he play? All the we'll minutes. Get there. We haven't got oh, there he, yet. Didn't, he didn't play all the minutes. No, we'll no. Get there. but hey, but he's tall. He's tall. And he's big. And he's done things in the past. He can be seen. So we can't talk crap. He can wave flags. But apparently, we can talk crap, crap about <laughs> Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's I, right. yeah, like that's the attachment issue that everybody has. So those are our thoughts on the back line and the keepers. And if you agree, let us know. You didn't pick up the cookie. This entire podcast, you left that. <laughs> I'm getting you better there. Better pick it up and eat it I'm now. I'm getting though. there. Uh, now it's hard. Count to five thousand. It's still All good. Right. Okay, yeah. tune into part two. Next, next week. Next. Next week. Time. As long as our schedule allows it. <laughs> That's right. Because until we get paid the for this, it's on the back burner. <laughs> no, I got a sponsor lined up. Oh, that's true. We got we got that one. Yeah, and hit up one. Goals TV, baby. Well, Life Vantage is probably going to need some place to sponsor because they're coming off the jersey, right? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I saw a few mock-ups. I mean, I think you guys saw that too, right? I've seen. I saw oh, the the kit coming out. Well, no, the no, there were fake ones, fan ones. There's oh. been some. Vasa uh, Fitness was on there. No way. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah right. They're too yeah, they're, small. They're too small. Some people are hoping Delta. Delta's stepping up their game. They added yeah. some. Because the Jazz? Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense because they just brought the got yeah. the Jazz again. So and then they've center. added more gates out of the, the airport. Jersey. There maybe they're um, into that. And then, but some or Rio Tinto lost the stadium, so maybe they're going for the shirt. Yeah, or Qualtrics might be a good one. That's the one I yeah. saw because Ryan Smith. Can we just do Doritos? Doritos, I like that. We have yeah. that plan up long, there with the yeah. as long as, Lay, yeah. the, as long as the front of jersey says hot and spicy. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> no, we just get the what's the what's Lays. the ticos or whatever it's called. Tapito. No. Which one? Oh, taki, takis. Oh, the takis. We should get takis. That'd Taki. be awesome. Oh yeah, that would be hot. Or uh, what's the other one? The red one that they don't advertise. Uh, Tapatio. Sriracha. Sriracha. They're oh, always out of no. stock. Really? But yeah. Yeah, they had like an issue due to COVID and all that stuff. Uh, I like the sweet chili ones. Those are my favorite Ooh, Doritos. Yeah. Used to be Cool Ranch, but... Yeah. Did you know they have a hot Cool Ranch now? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I've never tried it. It's so contradictory The cost of Doritos has gone up so much. It's $6 for a big bag. But the hot side's hot and the cold side's cold on those Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's end this thing. All go. right, thanks for listening. Follow us, rate us, give us a nice reply. And uh, hey, argue with us on Twitter. We like it. Yeah. yeah. Share your opinion. We on can handle it. I don't even have a Twitter, so go at it. <laughs> go at it. It's never running. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast. Join Brant, Tyler, and Brennan every week wherever you get your podcasts. Share with your soccer loving friends, download, subscribe, rate, and follow. You can find them on Twitter at RSL Random Fan and at RSL Random Fan Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach out via email at RSL Random Fan Podcast at Yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>